Welcome to Going Guilt Free, the podcast for people pleasers, rescuers and fixers who are exhausted, drained and fed up with not being seen. It's time to break free of those patterns of self-sabotaging behaviour, put yourself first, get over the past and learn how to enjoy this messy life without feeling guilty. Hey, hey, and welcome to episode six of Going Guilt Free. I am your host, Sarah Dodsley, and I am very, very happy to be here with you again this week. And this week I am talking about why we do not need fixing. And I hear this a lot from just a general conversation with people and people that I work with around this feeling that we are broken in some way, maybe because of things that have happened to us in the past or a general sense of overwhelm at what we have going on in our lives. And we talk about ourselves in a way that suggests that we are broken and that we need fixing and 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 I take issue with it in the most kindest and compassionate way because I understand it at a very very deep level and have definitely felt that level of um, brokenness myself in the past and the reason why I want to talk about it is because I really want to draw attention to how disempowering that is and that way of speaking about ourselves is potentially very damaging to self-belief and self-worth and will often create more self-sabotage rather than actually motivating us into creating supportive and helpful habits to build our sense of well-being what often actually happens is because we we create a sense of wrongness about how we're feeling and you know what's going on for us and gem you know and our reactions to that and by reflecting on that and thinking that you know we are broken and we need fixing what we actually do is punish ourselves and beat ourselves up and and it doesn't help and it also enables us to give away our power even more than than we do already which is often a lot But also, you know, it means that we continuously look for external fixes, if you like, to fix us, external solutions to the problems that we are facing. And I am really, really motivated and passionate about helping people see that we do not need to look externally when it comes to emotional support and creating you know routines and habits that really help us build resilience and help us create balance 
that doesn't mean we don't look for external um, examples, but that actually it really needs to start with us and and recognizing that we have a choice and we often you know when we're overwhelmed when we're in overwhelm we will feel like we do not have a choice and we need to you know burn it all to the ground and I think you know what what often happens is we you know we're going about our day-to-day lives and perhaps you know things are on a relatively even keel so you know maybe we we kind of let our helpful and supportive habits that we know are good for us we let them slide a little bit because things are good so the things and I'll talk more about the things that I think really help create the um the balance and the support a little what in a little while but we often let our you know supportive habits slip and so what we don't realize is that that you know that um starts to create a deficit essentially because we're not investing we're not putting money in the well-being bank for want of a <laughs> a better phrase and so then when we are hit with a particularly big stress or something you know major happens we have no buffer zone because we haven't built up enough of um you know a comfort zone to fall back on because we haven't been investing in that that side of us and so then you know our resilience is is really quite low and so what we then do is we beat ourselves up and say see look I can't even handle you know I can't handle things when they get tough and you know we sabotage and we punish ourselves and we think that we are a failure in some way and that self-talk is so destructive and damaging that we create a narrative around being broken and needing fixing and all of that feeds into you know low self-worth low self-belief and being incredibly disempowered and then thinking that we need an external fix. There is something wrong with us and we are broken. And I really want to bust that myth in a number of different ways. And firstly, I want to, you know, want to speak to the fact that when things do go wrong, you know, and every single one of us, our life will, you know, kind of roll along in peaks and troughs, there'll be highs and lows, there'll be some big highs and big lows. And there will be periods of perhaps what we might think as mundanity as you know, fairly level. And that is, that is life. And, you know, what I know from my own past experience is that I can be plodding along quite nicely and something something will happen that f- completely throws me off course and and because I haven't made the right investments in myself in terms of my well-being I have no I have no buffer zone I have no overdraft facility to you know to take care of myself and so what I do is I 
burn it all to the ground you know I really go all out not now but I used to you know really go all out on right well that's it I might as well really you know really just hit the sod it button and just go crazy because you feel like you can't you know you're at rock bottom so what's the point and I want to challenge that way of thinking and you know to offer a suggestion that actually you know we don't have to burn it all to the ground and we do not have to make big dramatic steps to change the situation that we're in and actually it's really about you know small consistent compound habits that actually really make the biggest difference because there's a huge amount of guilt involved in you know in all of this you know we feel guilty that we aren't able to cope with the situation we feel guilty that we haven't taken better care of ourselves we feel guilty that we're not able to fix ourselves there is so much guilt involved and this is you know why I'm making this podcast because of the amount of guilt that we feel about so many things and you know it's my intention to show you ways to move through the challenges of life and not feel guilty about any of it and to you know to accept the human experience that we're all a part of so you know we don't have to make these huge declarations of right that's it I'm sorting my life out because what often happens is you know we 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 decide on a a course of action and right that's it I'm going to sort my life out and I'm going to do all of these enormous things but we don't and because it's too scary, it's too much. And so then we feel guilty about not fixing, in inverted commas, ourselves. And there we are right back down again. And so it goes round. And we may have some periods of, you know, of, of levelling out every now and again. But if we are in this way of thinking in the main, then we're going to spend a lot of time punishing ourselves, beating ourselves up and feeling pretty crap about the way that we manage challenge and difficult things that happen to us. And so what I want to what I want to suggest is that again just reiterate you're not broken and you don't need fixing. Nobody does. Nobody is broken and nobody needs fixing. However, what you might need to start doing is prioritizing your needs first because what I've what I notice and again I speak from experience is so many of us spend such a great amount of time taking care of everybody else first and it becomes it becomes really self-fulfilling because what we say is well I can't I don't possibly I don't have the time to take care of my own needs I have to do all of these other things for other people and what happens is we burn out and then we have no, you know, we have nothing in the tank and we can't then take care of our own emotions and our own, our resilience is low when something happens. And so my invitation to you is, if, if that feels familiar, is to consider how you may be able to think about prioritising your needs first. And that can feel really quite big if you have never done this before if your life is about serving everybody else and not giving yourself 
priority, then that I, I fully appreciate how how challenging and how actually scary that might feel. And I want you to think about, do you want to continue living that way? Do you want to continue on this cycle of burnout? Because if you don't and you do want to make the change, start thinking about how you can prioritise your needs. And again, like I've said, it doesn't have to be a massive overhaul of things, small, consistent compound habits. And what that involves is, you know, working through some old beliefs, working through some patterns of behavior and releasing those patterns of behavior. And recognizing that none of these things that you have been doing make you wrong in any way. They are simply beliefs, old beliefs and old patterns that you are part of your programming, essentially. And by bringing some attention to them in a way that you haven't before and raising your awareness around them, you know, you get to release them and you get to start to create new habits. And, you know, one of the biggest lessons I've learned, and I have been, you know, in this domain, in this kind of self-development, self-help, and then now obviously working with others for some time. But some of the biggest changes for me personally have occurred in the last six months when I have really been able to prioritise myself. Because even though I have engaged in therapy, counselling, coaching for, you know, on and off over 20 years, I still never really fully appreciated that I wasn't putting myself first. I was doing it for other people. I was doing that work for other people to see me and to say I was good enough and that I was okay. And actually, <laughs> what I really needed to do was to do that work for me. And, and that's what's changed. I've now recognized that my energy needed to be into digging deeper and reflecting for me. And the ripple effect of that is, is huge because if I am in a better place, everybody else gets a better version of me too. So it actually serves the purpose that I had always intended. And it's the same for everybody, you know, everybody I work with always starts off feeling that they're being self-indulgent for reflecting on their life and their unhappiness and you know who am I to focus on myself this much well who are you not to you know we if we all dedicated some time to prioritizing our own needs and taking care of our well-being the world would be a much more stable place and we wouldn't be as triggered because we would be able to trust ourselves, we would be more emotionally resilient. And so I have really spent a lot of time in the last six months really being aware of where my energy goes. And it's a work in progress. I have by no means perfected this process. <laughs> but what I have been doing is, you know, some a mixture of some very deep work. So really looking at some old trauma and things that had, you know, been really holding me back for a long time. And alongside that are some daily habits that I have been really consistent in and, you know, and weekly habits that I have been consistent in that are small 
and achievable and have probably made some of the biggest changes to my life you know in for for, for my entire life <laughs> you know my confidence levels are a, a, a whole new level a whole new you know whole new layer of possibility that I, I had never comprehended. I am able to trust my instincts, myself, trust when I need to take a break, trust when I'm holding back. Like I'm, I'm more tuned into my intuition and what I need now. And my boundaries that I have been able to put into place, I am so, so proud of because I have recognized that I needed boundaries for myself and so that often looks like doing things that I might not want to do, but I know will be beneficial for my well-being and also having difficult conversations with people close to me and putting in some physical boundaries and emotional boundaries that I needed to, to improve my relationships with myself and with those people. And that might sound a bit cryptic and I'll, I will talk more about those boundaries in a later episode but it, a lot of it all comes down to the people pleasing that had become you know my entire existence and these daily weekly small consistent habits have been an absolute game changer huge and if I don't keep up with them what I don't have to do anymore is burn it all to the ground I get to just reflect and say, oh, that's interesting. I haven't, I haven't, you know, I haven't written in my journal for a few days. And I also notice that I feel overwhelmed. So I can just pick up my journal and I can write. And I notice that then that makes me feel lighter. So these are, you know, these are small things. And the sorts of things I'm talking about are journaling. Sometimes I use prompts. Sometimes I may answer a question. Sometimes I just write how I feel. I practice some form of meditation or mindfulness every day now. And I have done, I think, probably for about two years every day. Massive, massive impact on my well-being and my ability to not get hooked into my thoughts and my feelings. I can notice them a lot more. It's not always perfect, but significantly better. Breathing, slowing down and just focusing on my breathing, calming down, helps me reduce my stress levels and being self-compassionate. So really forgiving myself for not getting it right all the time. I'm a recovering perfectionist as well as recovering people pleaser. And so having things perfect is, is a big deal for me. And I, you know, I'm learning that that is actually not possible there is no such thing as perfection and so being kind to myself and it's a, these are all practices they are not things that come naturally and people will say oh well, I can't meditate I can't journal no, none of us are born doing that or knowing how to do that they these things are practices that we get to deliberately do and we can be intentional about and we have you know they will have a huge impact on on how we feel and so I wanted to share that with you because it really occurred to me how, you know, our sneaky 
stress levels, you know, we can be plodding along and all of a sudden, bam, we are overwhelmed and we're stressed. And what we haven't recognized is that we haven't been topping up our piggy bank of well-being. And just to really mention how important it is to create these little habits and practices, you know, getting out in the fresh air, sunshine, exercise, there's so, so many things. And picking what it is that you need and that really works for you and making them habitual is a game changer. And just before I finish, I wanted to mention that in about a month's time, I'm going to be offering a free three-day event, which will be a run-up to the launch of the second round of my group program, Save Yourself First, which will be kicking off on the 20th of April this year. Um, this will be the second round of Save Yourself First. Absolutely loved, loved, loved doing the first round. And for the second round, it's going to be a 12-week program. And it's looking at how to reduce your stress levels so you're actually able to make sustainable changes to how you live your life and the quality of your life. It's looking at, you know, accepting um, the challenges that you face and, and having an awareness of you know, what is really going on in your life and then how you get to work through that. Looking at what really matters to you, what are your values and how you get to put boundaries in place to protect your energy, to protect your sense of well-being and what matters to you. And it's a really, it's a really interesting and exciting program um, that really created some wonderful results for the first round. So I'm really excited to be launching it again. And I'll be talking more about it um, over the next few episodes. Um, and there will be lots more information on my Facebook page. So if you would like to hear more, please do check out the Empowered Collective, which is my Facebook group. Um, and you can always drop me a message if you'd like to have more of a conversation with me on a one-to-one -one basis about that. But there's more to come. But for now, I want you to really think about what are the small steps that you can take to top up your well-being PE bank. Is it journaling? Is it some breathing? Is it some meditation? Is it exercise? Is it just sitting quietly? Whatever it is that works for you, create some space to make that happen and notice how you feel afterwards and notice how that builds up with these daily or weekly consistent habits. And I'd love to know how it impacts on you and what changes. So, you know, comment on the podcast or drop me an email or find me on social media and send me a message. I always love to hear your feedback. Thank you so much for listening today and I look forward to being back with you very, very soon. Thank you so much for spending some time with me today. Please feel free to subscribe, rate and review this podcast. If you aren't already, head on over to Facebook and join my free group, The Empowered Collective. I really look forward to spending some time with you again soon. Bye.